3: Welcome to the show. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you probably know by now, every weekday at 4 o'clock, we're on this great radio station to answer your Bible questions, life questions, anything and everything on your heart and your mind one day a week. It's like having dessert before dinner. It's Paula's show. And Paula is live in studio with me. If you have any questions or comments or if there's anything you need to talk about, please call us at area code 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call toll-free if you're outside the local area at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call us is to use the free KSLR mobile app. One button it says Call Now, you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, three four zero ninety five eighty five is our primary number. Paula, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. I love being um, referred to as dessert before dinner because ever since, you know, I've moved out of my mother's house, I could have dessert
3: whenever I want to. What, what do you telling me? you say, I'm 21, I'll get it what I
4: want? <laughs> I, I am 21. I'm grown now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of things you want to talk about just in terms of scheduling before um, we get into whatever it is that God's put in your heart, Paula. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention, first and foremost, this coming Saturday for the men in our audience. Um, no, a week from Saturday. I'm sorry. A week from Saturday. I'll try to remind you again next week. But a week from Saturday uh, is coming up our San Antonio area Calvary Chapel Men's Conference. Uh, it will be at our church. We'll be using our sanctuary. It'll start at 830 in the morning on Saturday. And it goes probably till about 3 o'clock and um, there will be, I think, uh, six or seven of us who are who are going to be sharing. It's pretty much the traditional men's conferences that Calvary Chapels do all over the country, and we'd love to have you come. It's absolutely free. Uh, lunch is your responsibility. When you get here, we'll break for, for lunch for an hour, hour and a half, but other than that, everything here is free, and believe me, the word uh, given by the pastors uh, of Calvary Chapels in this area uh, will be a blessing. So that is one week from saturday september the 8th and uh we would love to have you attend we'll give you a little bit more on that uh tomorrow and into the early part of next week paula you also have something going on the following on september the 15th Mm -hmm.
4: we have our women's uh luncheon sometimes we call it a tea sometimes we call it a luncheon but you'll have some tea if you want it and there'll be some lunch there (laughs) as well but on um saturday september 15th and we are 10:30 30 to 2:30 here at the at our church um but we have a little bit of a cost just 20 dollars uh which will take care of buying all the food and the little favors that we give out because you know with women it's always like a <laughs> ice sculptures <I> sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> So, And then the week after that...
3: And are you taking sign-ups?
4: We're taking sign-ups, and I think Sam said we can get 225 ladies in here, and we're getting close to, I think, 150.
3: Yeah, and, and as we get so, closer, the, so the, 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 there's an urgency yes. uh, for signing up. So you can do that online at CalvarySA.com, mm-hmm. or you can come by the church and sign up as well. Mm-hmm. And we just want to know that you're coming, and then you can pay when you get here if that's uh, yeah. if that's necessary. We, we just really want uh, the women to be here, and uh, you'll be speaking.
4: I'll be speaking on, um, from 1 John 4, 7, uh, love one another.
3: Okay, so put and that we're gonna, on
4: your... We're going to talk about... How we love one another, what it looks like, sounds like, um, feels like, and sometimes you were kind of surprised. <laughs>
3: you would know? you would you talk about the dress uh, because we, we get questions every year?
4: Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, modest, clean, um, but whatever. You know, I, I'm not sure if I'm wearing jeans or a dress, but just you know, shorts. I probably won't wear shorts because I'll be a speaker. So, but no, we don't, it's not one of those where you have to put on your fancy go to meeting clothes. It's just be comfortable. <laughs> and again, our church is in a strip mall.
3: You F- know? Fancy go to meeting clothes.
4: Yeah, yeah, fancy go to meeting clothes. So just come, you know, come as you are and you'll be very much welcomed. If you want to get dressed up, because some ladies, you know, this is their opportunity. It's to, a ladies' day out. Mm-hmm, it's a ladies' tea and some really like to put it on, and it's like, well, praise the Lord, thank you, mm-hmm. Sit
3: so down. Okay. It's just like church here on Sundays at Calvary Chapel. You can find people dressed in t shirts and shorts, and you'll find people who come in a suit and yep. everything in between. And I, I think that's the way church should be. My point is that we don't want anybody to miss it because you feel like you, you're underdressed and mm-hmm. would feel awkward or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The only uncomfort or discomfort, rather, that you should feel is if you miss out. This yeah, don't always, miss out. It's always a great time. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to bring somebody who isn't saved, people always get saved.
4: Yeah, they do. At
3: the this, uh, women's luncheon so that's coming up on september the 15th, 15th. Mm-hmm. and uh and then a week later uh september 20th through the 22nd is our men's retreat yep. um at camp buckner and if any of you the men in the audience uh, these are the only men women things that we have all year and they all come right together mm-hmm. so if uh if you uh um, like to get away and be with the lord he'd want you to be there and uh retreats as we talk about it. we'll talk about this more as we get closer to it uh, always life-changing events you so
4: really yeah. we can do that and you guys have decided because you know the ladies we always you know it's it changes all the time our theme and our colors and you know the scripture and all that stuff but you guys have just landed on just be with jesus and that's going to be it until jesus comes back or is
3: a permanent thing <laughs> What what better is there?
4: Yeah, you're right. You're right. We've
3: decided on our colors, though.
4: Oh, oh, okay. It's like
3: gray. (laughs) You know, those gym (laughs) t-shirts. Let me tell you something. There was one man at our men's retreats that looks good.
4: Okay.
3: We're just up there. Yeah, yeah.
4: Okay.
3: So we don't care about that stuff. We just want to be with Jesus.
4: Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you guys are good,
3: right? Maybe if you would change. No, we have brisket. Oh, yeah, that's right. Late night brisket on Friday night is a tradition, okay. and it's good, and it's a lot of it. But but maybe if you guys would change your theme to always just be with Jesus, you wouldn't care about how you looked. Oh, we, we would, don't care how we look. But you wouldn't... <laughs> You would need the ice sculptures. and
4: oh. Yeah, no. No, you guys just go on and God made us all, you know, different. Girls are like a little more foo-foo. And you guys just keep your little gray t-shirts all you want to. Okay. We're good. But Paula, thank we, you. we've got
3: our friend Tanya on the line. Let's go to her before you get oh, started. Yeah. Tanya, thanks for calling. You're on the air from California.
5: Hi, Papa Ron. Hi, Mama Paula. I'm sorry to cut into your time, Mama Paula, but I, I have a question. Um,
4: oh, no, that's not. Of,
5: it's not my time. That's for you. <laughs> So one of the um one of the very great blessings I receive from God is, is there's a lady here that um, really does do the verse by verse, and I meet with her weekly and uh, one of the things that the Lord has her uh, involved in is um counseling couples um you know counseling the woman and the husband um he's an elder in the church, he counsels the men and um you know, I meet with her, guess, I mentioned, weekly, and um, they've come across this this concern, and I don't really know how to best encourage her because it seems like, and we've talked about the emotional abuse before, how that's not grounds for divorce, pornography is not grounds for divorce, you know, infidelity, desertion by an unbeliever, those are the grounds. Um, And so she has a couple, um, and and I, I... I believe the answer is the husband is unrepentant, but maybe you guys could help me. So, one of the, the one couple, uh, he was caught in infidelity, and um, he has uh, said he was sorry uh, to his wife, his in laws, and you know the church. Um, and and I've never seen this, and it's he is looking to go back to a way of living that they had before, which was. You know, the wife really wasn't knowing what hotel he was staying in, anything like that. And he has conveyed to his wife, you know, well, through the group counsel they do, right, that he's conveyed to his wife that he feels like he's in prison. And it, it's been, uh, I want to say, Pastor, maybe four or five years. I don't actually have the timeline. But mm-hmm. he has said that he has paid his time, like he's done his time, like almost like he was in prison and now he should be set free. Um, I, I uh, From what I understand, she doesn't throw it in his face. She's really, truly forgiven all that. But he would like to go back to how life was before, you know, kind of doing, well, you know, I'll be home. I leave on this day. Not, I'll be back on this day. But not giving her specifics and and my, my inclination is he's really not sorry because, obviously, his wife is suffering. And now my friend is like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, I, you know, I said, honestly, I don't have um, an answer.
3: Oh, we lost Tanya? Tanya? Yeah, we we lost her. Tanya. I, I'm sure you're still listening. So, uh, we think we know where you're going with this. And let me begin, um, Tanya, by saying that uh, uh, if if this man considers his current condition a prison, it's a prison of his own making. You know, the violation that occurs when when infidelity uh, uh, results uh, is is deep and it cuts very 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 painful paths and um, I would agree with you and say that a man who says well no I want to pretend like this never happened I want life to be back to normal I want you to be true is a man who really doesn't understand um, the damage that he's caused to his wife the woman that he's supposed to cherish and covet um, uh, you know, this attitude just doesn't suddenly appear, okay, I've paid my time. You know, it's like a guy that gets out of jail and says, i paid my debt to society. So, now, uh, no, no there's still consequences of being a felon. Well, there's still consequences of being an adulterer. And the one thing that this man needs to do more perhaps than anything else is be sensitive to the fact that he hurt the one that he is responsible to represent Jesus to. And uh, until she has that level of trust, and that's not going to happen until this guy really gives in and says, you know what, I earned your distrust, so I'm going to do everything I can to earn it back. This has to be a work of the Spirit in both parties. The the man has got to be genuinely repentant and understand that she is the way she is because of what he did. And then she's got to be able to see that this is a man who really loves God and is changed, and then let God wipe away the 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 uh, the pain. Uh, but but honestly, if I was in that counseling session as the pastor who was doing it, um, I would remind her that uh, if in fact she is um, um, she has grounds for divorce, if he is unwilling to live in such a way that would make her comfortable, rather than a way that's going to add more to her insecurity. Uh, I'd say that uh, she's still free to to leave her husband, if that's the case. Paul, do you have anything you want to add?
4: Not at all. No. I think that was great counsel. Um, Yeah. If he's not willing to say, I earned this, I mean, he should be going out of his way. I said no, I wasn't going to say anything, but here I am talking but he he should be going out of his way to make his wife comfortable to make sure that she knows there's nothing going on or is there any way that there would ever be anything going on you know
3: and so yeah, and if, don't you think he she, she shouldn't have to ask she I mean, shouldn't
4: have to ask he
3: should be proactive in making sure that she knows where he is all yeah, the time
4: yeah yeah i mean if anything were to happen she can't get a hold of him i mean that's just yeah,
5: that's not right.
3: So anyway, that's all I have to say. Okay, Tanya, uh, I guess we got Tanya back on the line. Does that help?
5: Yeah, uh, Yes, it does. Pastor Ron, I'm um, quick, but also he had told um, the couple he speaking to that he was interested in going to something called Every Man's Struggle. Um, and so I don't know if it's a conference of some sort. I didn't know if, I told her I had never really heard of that. Um, but because the guy also, I believe, struggles with um, pornography, Um, There's no doubt from what I understand, you know, she's not gossiping. She's just really trying, she's at, you know, she's at a point where she's like, I don't know how to help. I don't know. I'm like, well, we got to keep praying for this couple. Um, And I said, I don't know the couple. But she asked about something called Every Man's Struggle or something, some kind of conference for men who have struggled with. And I've never heard of it, so I didn't know if you had any opinion on, on that as well.
3: Yeah, Tanya, I, I have not specifically. I haven't looked up that particular conference and who's behind it, but you know, all of these conferences and self-help groups and and uh, let's get together and talk about our addiction to pornography gatherings. Um, while there is some benefit to men being with men and being open and honest, to, to get together for a weekend and be immersed in the struggle instead of delivery from the struggle. Is is self defeating, and and I just don't find anything good that comes from it. Now there is a lot of pornography, um, and and uh, sexual addiction kind of conferences. It sounds like that's what this is. Um, when when really this man's heart with Jesus is the issue. And uh, again, the the wife in this particular situation, uh, Tanya. Uh, She needs to be really tuned in. Nobody can help this man except we lead him to Jesus. And if you lead him to Jesus, Jesus is going to say, you know, go love your wife the way Christ loved the church, giving yourself up for her. Uh, if, if, if you're addicted to or, or or struggling with pornography, stop it. That's what Jesus would say. Get rid of all such things as these, Paul writes, and um, that we're to flee from sexual immorality. You're not fleeing from sexual immorality if you're going to spend a weekend talking about it. I realize how that kind of counsel that I'm giving flies in the face of the culture that we live in because everybody wants a support group. Everybody wants attention, and everybody thinks that, well, I want people to understand the struggle I'm in. This is a struggle with sin. This isn't a struggle with sex nor pornography. This is a struggle with his walk with Jesus. And um, this, the wife in this situation uh, is the one that needs the support. Um, we pray for the, the man to get right with God. But, but there is a wife at home who has been cheated on whose husband is basically saying, I'm still struggling with all these things, but I don't want you to check up on me. That's a horrible, horrible response. So it's just not one of those things. Um, my producers is just telling me that this is from New Life Ministries. It's Winning the War on Sex, Porn, Lust, and the next event is in Houston, Texas. Um, that's the Everyman's Battle workshops. Um, and um, I've seen so much of this nonsense over the years, when the problem, if I did that workshop, Tanya, it would take 30 seconds. <laughs> Repent, mm-hmm. be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if the men don't want to hear that, if they want somebody to feel sorry for them in their sin, they don't understand Jesus at all. Right. So that's the best I can do.
5: Well, that's fantastic. And I, like I said, if you could just pray for my friend. Her name is Lisa. Um, Lisa M., I won't say her last name, but she's yeah. she's really um, been such a wonderful help uh, with me, just, you know, going through the Bible verse by verse. But also, she needs support, too. You know what I mean? Like, it gets yeah. to be so much for her. So if you could just lift up Lisa, um, and she does give godly counsel uh, to, to everybody who comes across her. And this this couple has really has been really weighing on her heart, and my heart goes out to her because, you know, I, I see it, it's taking a toll. You know, I, I see her. And so just want to pray for Lisa, uh, M, if you can, Pastor, and Mama Paul. And I love you guys, and I will talk to you guys. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Thank That's you, right, Tanya. No, you're coming. That's home. right, you're
3: coming to visit. 340 <laughs> uh, 95 One thing, Tanya, that you might tell uh, your counselor friend uh, is that um, when we begin to take responsibility yeah. for fixing somebody, it, it's a burden that we can't carry. Mm-hmm. All we can do is lead them to the one who can mm-hmm. fix everything, and then a choice has to be made. Mm-hmm. And if the people are unwilling to do what God tells them to do, the counseling session should end, and, and there really isn't much more to talk about. Uh, and that's really for their benefit as much as it is for the counselor's benefit.
4: I was going to say the same thing, Pastor Ron. Maybe not quite as eloquent, but... That was my that was
3: the gist, <laughs> well you'd have looked a lot cuter saying
4: that. <laughs> yeah, but nobody can <laughs> <read>. see
3: <laughs> let's go to San Marcos we got Roland on line one Roland, thanks for calling. you're on the air
4: uh yes,
2: sir. the reason I called is I got both of y'all now together in the same room
3: uh, uh, hi
2: hi double power yeah uh, I call you ye- I call yesterday and uh. Thank you for the prayer, Paula. I heard you were praying You're for me very welcome. Thank you so much. And this time, I, I've got a big one I need. Uh, I need both of y'all, really. Uh, I've been blind for 21 years, and I have optic nerve damage in both eyes. And uh, my sister looked up in the Internet, and the, in Germany, they're starting to work on that, healing the optic nerve. But it's... I don't know I left my phone number over there through the internet I left my phone number so it would call me and it's been a month already I haven't heard anything I'm just waiting to see what the cost and everything but with Jesus it's so much easier and least expensive <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, Roland we you we, know, will, we will be praying we will I be praying it, so. You, you know, one of the advantages of having uh, corporate prayer every Saturday morning is we can continually lift all of these requests and needs, and we do, and uh, um, Roland, I empathize with you, I'm not completely blind, but um, um, I've been visually impaired enough that I I haven't driven in now almost 20 years. and. Um, um i i can 't see any detail my My vision is so fuzzy and out of focus, and my eyes jump around because of the uh, strange condition that I have. Um, uh, I have no depth perception, so I bump into things and fall off things. Uh, And and so I understand how difficult it is, and and still I I can see a vista of things. I just can't make out any detail at all. So uh, I'm not nearly in the condition you're in. So we will be praying. Please keep us posted uh, on that as well. People go through stuff, huh?
4: Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm writing down so because... Saturday is coming, so waiting to hear from Germany.
3: Yep. Okay. Okay. Paula, we got four minutes in this half, and then. um, What? We have
4: talked that much already.
3: Oh yeah, Tammy. Tammy talks too much.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) Time flies, when you're having fun, huh?
3: Well. Well, wait a minute. We just got into the phone call, so let's do this for the break. Let's go to Jimmy in San Antonio on line one. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
2: Hi. How are you doing? Doing well. Oh, I want to tell you that uh, Martha went to California last month, and when she came back, her coffee's gone.
3: Oh, praise God! She, oh, good.
2: She went to Ocean Side, and I guess the air over there it up. So. <laughs>
3: you know, Jimmy, that's where that's where Paul and I vacation every year, uh, right on the water in Ocean Side, and I can tell you, it sure makes me feel better. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I was—I was, I was, was going to tell you. This is my real question. We live, God, I, I know that we live in a world that's changing and it's becoming more wicked. Correct?
5: Right? Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, this is my, okay, I put in for vacation day for the 20th, 21st, and 1st and September because I want to go to the adventure. Cool. And, uh, my, my, uh, my boss tells me, why are you feeling those, those vacation days? And I said, because I'm going to a mentor. And she says, hmm, why do you start about this And I said, you took you, you, vacation you last month. I even took one day off. Right? I had a doctor's appointment, right? And, uh, and I was just a
4: mentor. So I don't know yeah, why you're yeah, huh? can hardly hear you. Stay, stay Uh-oh. by the microphone.
3: Jimmy, we're inside. Yeah, but yeah. we're we're inside two minutes, so wrap it up and then we'll talk about it on the other side of the break.
2: Okay. So, so um, let me take you off. so I put in. Can you hear me now?
4: Yes. Yeah. Much, much better. better.
2: Okay. I, put I in, go. I put in a vacation day for the twenty, twenty first and twenty second and she told me, Well, I, I don't know I'm gonna approve it for uh for your, your you know, like for the men's retreat, whatever. And I said, Well, that's up to you chief. I'm just gonna you know, I didn't tell her this but I'm just gonna pray about it. That's all.
3: <laughs> Jimmy that's before. that Yeah, that's something else we can be praying for. And and we have a lot of people, especially because uh, Thursday is an unusual day for retreats to start, and we've always done great. Uh, But but, uh, men say, well, I can't get thursday and friday off or friday off and and we just tell them you know go ask for it and pray and god moves mountains and he'll move uh on on your supervisor's heart as well and and what i would do is say you know what if you give me this time off that i requested then i can promise you we're going to be praying for you and and uh let give God a chance. Jimmy, we'd love to see you there, so that's that's a, that's great to hear. So thank you for asking for the time and uh thank you very, very much for um for wanting to participate. The Lord will meet you there and bless you, and you'll meet some of the finest men that you've ever met. Jimmy, thanks very, very much. Well, Paula, you've got to cut your stuff in half because we've taken the whole <laughs> path with three phone calls. You're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, the date-day edition of the program, 340 for your live calls and questions. Ladies, especially if you have any questions or need any encouragement from Paula, three four We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the second half of the show. It's Thursday, it's date day, and I'm going to shut up so Paula can say no. what's on her heart. But we will interrupt even Paula for your phone calls if you have anything that you want to talk to her about. 340-9585. Okay, Paula, it's on you. Better talk fast.
4: Okay, no, <laughs> um, you know, we're just talking with everybody, but uh, just thinking about uh, something that you've been saying the last couple of weeks, I think, we're each responsible for our own walk. You know, we're each responsible for our own walk. Um, You know, in Psalm 45, I've been listening to the Lord, and it was so cute because um, in Psalm 45, 10 and 11, it says this, listen to me, O royal daughter, take to heart what I say, forget your people and your family far away for your royal husband delights in your beauty honor him for he is your lord and you know just thinking about that um i won't stand with you in heaven the whole time of course it's your responsibility to present me whole and blameless before the lord passed around so you know you're doing okay that's a tough job it really is i feel so bad for you i really do but Um, I am still responsible before the Lord because he's going to say, what did you do with my son? And, you know, Paula, you said you love me. And so why am I not able to give you all the crowns that I want to give you? You know, I mean, I'm going to have a personal accounting. Just that song we sing, it's just you and me here now. It's just going to be me and Jesus. You can't hold me back in the ministry that God has given me the same as I can't hold you back In the ministry that God has given you, unless we choose to walk in disobedience like Adam and Eve, you know. Um, But we're responsible for our own walk, so the Lord says, Listen to me.
3: And last. I'm glad you mentioned Adam and Eve, though, because though Eve was the one deceived, Adam's the one who brought sin into the world. Mm-hmm. It was his responsibility, and he chose fellowship with Eve over fellowship with God, and that's the the, 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 the reason for the pain that the world is suffering. Jimmy said uh, the world is getting more and more evil all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly the way it is because individually we don't accept personal responsibility mm-hmm. for our own walk with God. And when we're talking with Tanya, Paula, in situations like that, um, when somebody won't listen to the counsel, then we turn to the, the offended spouse and say, the only way you can respond to this is for you to get closer to Jesus than ever before. and All too often the response is, well, how can I do it if he won't? You know, I want to go to church, but he won't take me. Or I want to study the Bible, but he won't do it with me. uh, Or how can I do it when he's treating me this way and I feel so? Well, it's their responsibility to be so close to Jesus that God can use them in their own homes Mm -hmm. um, with, with somebody who really doesn't care about following Jesus at all.
4: Yeah, where he says, you know, For your royal husband, that's Jesus, for your royal husband delights in your beauty. Honor him. And so, again, I always say this, you know, the ladies need to know how valuable they are, first and foremost, to Jesus. But to honor him, to honor him, not be so fearful of... You know, if I go to church, what's, what's my husband going to be doing while I'm gone? You know, because we're so busy watching what, every little thing that they do. Um, we don't need to worry about that. We need to be so close to Jesus so that if anything happens, we're better prepared. We're better prepared. Um, our kids are watching. You know, if we just continue to live in disobedience, the fear doesn't get better It gets worse the best thing that anyone can do is to be obedient to jesus go to church be around other like-minded believers
3: get built up and invest in your church
4: absolutely
3: commit to serving in your church
4: it's a family and so when you go through things you'll understand that you won't be going through them alone Um, so many people will come every once in a while and then they go through things and they haven't invested in the church. I'm glad you said that. They haven't invested in the church. And then they have the temerity, I'm using one of your words, to say, when I was going through this, nobody was there. Well, who do you know at church? You know? And so you've got to invest and make this your, not your faraway family, we all have one of those, but your up-close, and personal family. Uh, the Lord says, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints. As too many are in
3: the habit of doing. We have a tendency sometimes, Paula, to focus so much on the love that isn't in our home that we miss out on the love that is in God's house. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, I I can hear almost the skeptic, and and I want to be clear. I'm not being naive here. uh, It's very hard if you're married to somebody who doesn't want to follow your Jesus. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, The pain is immense. And, And yet... The relief from that pain is found in the presence of God's house and his, with his people um, growing in the grace of God and in the knowledge of God and of his will for your life. And too often what happens is especially women will pull back and retreat from their commitment to, to Jesus and blame it on a husband just because, well, it's so difficult because he doesn't want me to do this. Would you please tell the, the audience what you did? in those years, those 13 years that you were saved before I was and praying for me, when I told you uh, I don't want you going to church I don't want you reading the Bible I don't want the Bible in our house Uh, if you want to spend time with me I said, you know what I do on Sunday mornings I play golf, if you want to spend time with me then that's what you got to do what did you do in response to that?
4: First I asked for wisdom not to slap you no (laughs) 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 and then I asked God for wisdom In okay so I know I'm a Christian, and I need to be in fellowship. I know that, you know, in fact, the giving thing, too. That was another issue you had. Um, I know as a as a real believer, I'm so grateful, Lord, and I have a job myself, you know. I don't have to give his money. You know, back in the day, it was yours and mine. Um, I don't have to give his money, but I sure do want to give to you, Lord, because of all you've done for me. And so the Lord would give me wisdom and say, You know, you can find a church that meets when he's not demanding of your time. You know, so I found a church that met on Friday nights. And I would be at church and home before you would get home from your job. That was very far away. Um, And then I would just, then after a while, it was one of those things where, you know what, Ron? I'm going to church on Sunday, too. And, um i'll be back and every once in a while i would ask you to go you know yeah
3: actually (laughs) if my memory is is correct you asked me to go every sunday i'm going to get him go to church tomorrow you want to go and i go no "No, i don't don't want to go i'm (laughs) going to play golf you don't want to play golf that's that's on you Uh, and you would go and then one day out of nowhere as god was beginning to move i said um, Paula, how about we go to church together today? Mm-hmm. And that was almost <laughs> your last day of life. because yeah. I thought you were going to die right there on the I, spot. I sure did. I
4: thought I was already dead when but, you said that. But
3: we went to church, and I just got madder at you because every word that the pastor yeah. said yeah. was was like an arrow to my heart, and I was absolutely sure you called him. Told hey, him my everything. husband's going to church. Say this, say this, say this, and say this. And, and I was really angry. But that's that's the process that God was taking me through. to to break me down
4: yeah and it was a process for me too because i was at the beginning i was like oh man he doesn't want me to go to church oh man he doesn't want me to read my bible so i would be getting up at you know wait for you to go to sleep and then sneak my bible into the restroom at one two three o'clock in the morning just so i could get some of god's word in and then sneak back into bed before you even knew i was up um and then you know of course while you would be gone in the daytime. I'm busy with kids and stuff like that, but I would I would be able to put on, you know, praise music and sing and stuff. But hurry up and turn it off before he, he's coming home. Oh no, you know, kind of a thing. But um, so I used to be afraid of stepping out. But there was one day when the Lord just said, "I've got you, I've got you. It's all right. It's he's like a big bully. You're just a big bully." And, um, I was a little bully. Well,
3: <laughs> you seemed big to me
4: at the time. And, uh, yeah, and so the Lord says, I've, I've got this. Go ahead and, you know, do you trust me? Way back then, do you trust but
3: me? But see, the point that, that I wanted to make with all of this is that when, <laughs> when a, a wife stands with and for Jesus in her home, yeah. it's Jesus who goes and gets the husband. Yeah. Or, or, in some cases, chases them away. Yes. But, but the point is that God is the one who does the work of salvation. Our individual responsibility is to nurture our relationship with Jesus, to ensure that our walk is right. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we, we find people get so involved in in hobbies or sports or activities of of other sorts, uh, you know, they'll go to the gym and find people there that... that approve of them, and and uh, you know, Jesus is the one yeah. who wants your attention. Jesus is the one, and and he, he's a great husband, he won't ever mess up. Uh-uh. And we don't, we let the human in our house ruin any ambition that we have to get close to Jesus, yeah. because we're focusing only on our pain yeah. and on the jerk that we live with mm-hmm. instead of focusing on Jesus. Had you done that, we wouldn't be here today.
4: And, you know, the other persons or person um, could be our kids, that we could put all of our time in our kids now. They love me. They need me. No, they love you. And, yes, they need you to do for them what, you're, what, what they need you to do. But that's not where our focus and our attention, our affection is supposed to be first and foremost either. Because a lot of times, you know, even in unequally yoked relationships, a husband and wife will stay together. And then those kids grow up and move on, and then you got these two strangers in the house. Yeah. If you don't take care of that now, it doesn't get better. Yeah.
3: And, and the kids, when they go on, they, they move on, they, they do so with... Um a bitterness toward the things of God and yeah. and and a relationship, but yeah. with mom and dad because there was never any joy. They're just a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we've got to do is we've got to really and truly understand that there is no well apart from Jesus unless the Lord builds a house. Yep. And yep. and what we got to do if there is a believer in a home. No matter how bad the situation of the person you're married to is, mm-hmm. Jesus wants that believer to stand with him and for him. Yep, he and does. then he can do marvelous things.
4: It's amazing because, um, and, you know, I was mad so much of the time and the Lord just kind of settled me down. And once I knew how much he loved me, and then he was convincing me how much he loved you. <laughs> And that began to change my heart and my my attitude, my everything.
3: Be honest. First, it made you mad.
4: It just irritated me to no end.
3: <laughs> How could you love it? You know
4: what I'm saying? Jesus, it's supposed to be me and you here, buddy. You are supposed to kill him with a Mac truck and bring me the Christian man you have for me. But no, he was he was able to convince me. Hey, Paula, look, you're not any better. You know, but it took him a while to be able to say that to me because I I couldn't have heard that at the beginning Um, because I was, you know, kind of a a jerkette. I was the religious one, you know, doing and trying to do all and say all the right things, but my heart still wasn't right, and so the Lord had to work on my heart. And I know I've said this before on this radio program, but I think it, you know, bears repeating. Um, God had to minister to my heart to get it right to say you know i want to use you and you did say paula <laughs> have thine own way lord have thine own way." you remember you sang the song
3: several times
4: <laughs> and um, your body's not your own you were bought at a price you remember that that we oh, yeah. had that deal you know kind of a thing and so he said you know how much i love you i'm taking you to heaven you're gone you're going to be with me forever but ron we got to do something you know and i'm not there where he can see or hear or feel me but you're there can i use you man that was such a hard question because i was like so you're not going to kill him with the map truck and bring me the christian man you have for me all along oh man okay i was, was kind of like that it was like okay but oh i'm so glad that i I was obedient, and, you know, being obedient to the Lord is such a sweet thing. Yeah. And, and it was me, still hard for yeah, a very
3: long time. For, for, for 13 years. Yeah, for very but, but long But let, let me say this. It, it's not that she's glad because I turned out so well. That's not why she's she's happy that she stayed the course. Mm-hmm. Um, she's happy she stayed the course because for all these years together now, twenty seven of them, we've seen God's hand move over and over and over and over in and through our lives yeah. together, yeah. and we truly understand in Christ what what being one flesh means and what it looks like. Yeah. And um, you know, where our kids are gone, and and uh, we're entering our golden years. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: we're entering them? <laughs> well,
3: okay, I can 50 lie. golden? I don't know.
4: I think it is, so we're like tarnished.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like the old spittoon in the corner. Um, but, but, but we expect to see God's hand move over and over, and, and, and while our home is empty, it's just me and you in it. Um, I'm there with my best friend. Me too. And and we're, we're walking the same path. Mm-hmm. And none of that could have happened had you been so focused on how you felt or what a jerk I was mm-hmm. uh, that you didn't draw near to the Lord. Uh, the only strength you had to stay in that marriage, the only strength was the strength that was given to you by the Lord. Yeah.
4: And you know, it, it's not just... And it, you're the big bonus, yes. Mm-hmm. But all along in those 13 years of... You know, seeing God's hand work, where your mom was the one that said, divorce him, honey. You know, but no, no, Mom, I'm going to stay in this marriage. And she got to see the power of God. Um, for
3: our- I'm not listening. I'm writing down what you said. I'm the big bonus. <laughs> You're the big bonus. <laughs> I like that. She said it her, what's today's date and what time is it? I'm going to yeah. write that down. <laughs> I- Pastor Ron, I'm the big bonus. There you go. Um,
4: but our kids watching, you know. Um, Cause they saw and heard everything, you know, and you weren't like a a wife beater or anything like that. Cause I think I would have taken you out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they got to see, you know, the change of who we were.
3: Tell me what you said to me about what Ronnie told you. You today, and this it was a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. But but I think it fits here.
4: Because you, you talked last night about what ifs, mm-hmm. and I think it was at my 50th birthday, when I was golden, um, <laughs> that Ronnie gave me a birthday card, and it said in there, Mom, I wonder kind of where would we be, or what if you hadn't stayed with Dad, where would our lives, how would our lives have turned out, you know? And I was thinking, yeah.
3: But and see, we never have to have, answer that question to find out what the answer is, because because you did. Yeah. And see, that's why obedience. We, 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 People think they're being judged when we say, be obedient. Jesus said it. If you love me, you'll obey me. And they, they think we're being, uh, uh, you know, not understanding enough with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I really understand how hard it is. But be obedient and see the hand of God move instead of being Rebellious. Even if you think you've got all the reasons in the world to be rebellious. <laughs> if you're rebellious, you never see the hand of God move. You only see your hand move, and usually that's not in a good place. Yeah,
4: and everybody's watching as you take matters into your own hands all the time, all the while calling yourself a Christian, which means you belong to him, no longer to yourself. I mean, I would be obedient, just like, no, let me back up. Jesus was obedient even unto death. And he said, for the joy set before him, I was obedient, having to die to self every day. But I didn't like it any more than Jesus did. He said, if there is any other way. And the Lord said, the Father said, no. For for me, I said, is there any other way, like killing him with the Mack truck? And the Lord said, no. I want you to count on me. I'm holding your hand. And I would say well, put the other hand over my mouth because there were some times when I wanted to say something. I was so just furious. But in walking in obedience, not in loving it, but walking in obedience, the Lord helped me to fall in love with being obedient, being obedient and what that would result in. Just that peace. Okay, Lord, you know I did not want to do this with clenched teeth. I did not want to do this. But, like Peter but because you say so. And then Peter said, go away from me, Lord. I am just, you know, a a sinner. And Jesus said, yes, you are, but I love you and I want to use you. And so, I mean, now, we just got a call the other day. Another Calvary Chapel wants us to come, you know, and do a marriage conference for them. And we get to tell them from the beginning to now, you know, it wasn't all a bed of roses, um, but God, all along the way. And, you know, what What I would have missed had I said no. What I would have missed had I not gone with Jesus to the next day and the next day and the next day. And I, I just want to tell everybody, just do what he says.
3: Well, That, that conference is in January. And so you, you better write this down, too, because I want you to remember why you submit to your husbands. Sure. As unto the Lord. Uh-huh, want I want to, you to tell them that I'm the big bonus. The big bonus. Bonus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm getting paid. <laughs> yeah. But see, see, that's the thing. The, the great thing about our lives, and we're inside five minutes, so if you have any questions, 340 you've got to do it quickly. Uh, but, but we have a story to tell because we allowed God to create that story. Uh, We know we're loved individually. We know that we're one flesh. I know that there's one person in this world, uh, only one in this whole world, who's always and only one of the best for me, and that's you. And while it would have been so much easier for you to bail, you knew enough about God, and and at at the beginning it was just the fear of God, to do what he told you to do. He told you, I I hate divorce. Yes. And um, I don't say that to make anybody who's divorced feel guilty, but we run away from things instead of running to Jesus in things. And since I'm talking primarily to a Christian audience, we Christians ought to be known by whom we run to when things are hard. That's what our kids need to see, a mom and dad who... Um, when, when there's difficulties, instead of arguing about it or talking about it or making decisions, they ought to see their moms and dads go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. They ought to bring the kids in and say, you know what, we're going through this this crisis right now. We'd like as a family to bring our requests to God, so let's get together and pray, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's finances or health or or anything else that's going on. Uh, Your kids need to watch mom and dad see the hand of God move, and then they can see the hand of God move in their lives as well. And then maybe one day your son will come and say, Mom, what would our families have turned out like if you hadn't stayed? Mm -hmm. And we can say, well, gratefully we'll never have to find out because God was the one who kept us faithful. Even when we're not, he is. Praise the
4: Lord. And that's that's always a, a
3: wonderful thing. Yeah. That's, that's, God, let God give you a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: I mean, and this is not to make anybody feel bad, but those people who have been, you know, even as Christians, married two, three, four, five times, um, it's, that's taking matters into your own hands. And, and the problem is it's not the new spouse, but the old you. you keep, You're still there. And you take that into each one of those marriages.
3: Yeah, and that's sort of an indication that you're looking for a human being to satisfy you or to fulfill your needs instead of letting Jesus do that. Yeah, yeah. And I understand what loneliness is all about. I really do. But until you have immersed yourself in Christ, uh, you'll never know that His grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. You'll never learn it because your mind is always on what you don't have instead of who you do have. Well, Paula, we're just about at the <laughs> two-minute mark for the program, so anything you want to wrap up with?
4: Just, you know, that, that song, again, it's just you and me here now. And so for everybody in the listening audience today who may be struggling with some of the things that we've been talking about, why don't you just take some time and get along with Jesus and and let him shower his love on you. Pastor always says, read just the, the parts... Um, titled lover in the song of solomon well i do that on a regular basis probably about four times a year at least just to rekindle let him rekindle that love in me and me to rekindle my love for him and um, i think if if you would take the time and really believe how much jesus loves you whether you're a man or a woman um it'll change who you are and how you respond no matter no matter how you're treated or talked about, um, it's just really important to do that.
3: He, he will change yeah. who we are. Yeah. Well, Paula, the elephant in the room, is you're sitting before me looking all gorgeous oh. in a bright pink Manu Ginobili jersey.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't freak it up, Pastor Ron. Thank you, Manu Ginobili. Man, you know, we are getting old, baby, because when we got here, it was Tim Duncan and then Tony Parker. And, and they Manu. And now they're all oh gone.
3: We, we got here at the same time Tim and Tony and, and Manu were here, and that's all we've ever known. That's and all. We're Spurs fans. Yeah. What's going to
4: happen to us now? We've got to get
3: close to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the day day edition of the Word to Stand On For Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow to take your calls and questions on AM 630, The Word. See you tomorrow. Bye.